0: to Ireland if you didn't catch that and they're the missionaries at Ireland they were here last year they came back for a conference and we weren't able to get them here because they were so booked up but they came to the house and spent three or four days and we had went out to eat the night before and that morning Barry says y'all want to get up and go out for breakfast and I said no let me fix breakfast here I got eggs, I got ham, I got cinnamon rolls. Let me just fix breakfast here. And because we were still at the house, he says, I think it was time to pray. And we went into a prayer time that was marvelous. And afterwards, I said to Barry, We couldn't have done that in a restaurant. He goes, Well, we could have, but we might have got kicked out.
1: (laughs) We didn't have a permit for it. You see, that's the deal. We need a permit. so it was it was a wonderful time in the spirit flowing in the river of God. And that's a that's what we're to do. We're to flow in the river of God, partake of the waters of life. God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. This morning, let's join together as we come together in the time of giving before the Lord. You know, that's worship. You know what worship? true worship is True worship is hearing God and obeying. Y'all realize that it, it's not lifting our hands and. And, and singing in the Holy Ghost and shaking, getting shaking and all. That's not true worship. True worship is hearing God and obeying Him. Amen. So let's obey Him this morning in Mission Sunday and hold up our our, our gift before the Lord of worship before Him. This is our missions offering and then our regular offering, uh, I call it our, our giving to the church. We're going to do that this morning together this morning. Would you hold it up before the Lord and, and say these words to Him? Because when they brought their offering in the Hebrew covenant, they would stand before the high priest and say things before the Lord. Say, Father God, Father God. you redeemed me. You, redeemed. You, brought me you brought me out of darkness through Jesus the, Jesus, the son, through that time on the cross that he atoned for me. You brought me out and you brought me into your light. And I bring before you worship before you right now. Accept this, Lord Jesus, my high priest. Receive this from my hand, from my heart of obedience. Open up the windows of heaven like you promised. Pour out the blessing that there's not room to receive it. And I thank you and praise you for that blessing. And I rejoice before you. Hallelujah. King of kings and Lord of lords. Glory. Hallelujah. We praise you and worship you with this this morning, as we bring it before you, Amen. Let's bring a sacrifice of praise to Jehovah Jireh this morning, we Hallelujah. I'm gonna dance praise and praise the Lord. Into Woo! The, house of the Lord. Of the Lord, and we offer, of offer up to you. To you. The sacrifices of thanksgiving we offer up to you, the sacrifices of joy. Oh, Lord, we bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Lord. Let's offer to it to him right now. The sacrifice is of thanksgiving, and we offer up to you the sacrifices of joy. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Dola, what else have we got going on today? Dwayne's going to hold these up. Okay. Thank you. And we're going to pray over those.
0: Father God, we ask you to bless this offering. May it be more than enough that we need here, Lord. Shake it down, press it together, and let it run it over, Father God, unto you. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Somebody shout praise God. Praise Somebody God. shout Amen. Amen. are we ready for children this morning already? We're we're ready for Betty. How many of y'all are ready for Betty? Amen. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, Miss Betty. Hallelujah. Thank you, Miss Betty. And thank you, Jesus, for sending Miss Betty to us. Amen. She's a special gift to us. Do you have any boys and girls in the house this morning? Are there any boys and girls in the house? There's a a Gabriel and there is a Kaylee. Oh, there's a Miss Nezzy and a Teresa this morning. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? We didn't have to get Gabriel a girlfriend, did we, to get some girls in the kids world did we ha <laughs> ha we have something in here that's in our treasure chest i want to talk to you about something the lord you can't look in there Gabe. okay i'm going to talk to you about something the lord gave to us as his little warriors kids world has warriors we say yes amen yes sir sir yes sir no sir sir so we do that but you know warriors have to have something to fight with don't they they got to have weapons, and, you know, if they're going to be fighting each other personally and stuff, they got to have something on their bodies to protect their bodies. What's it called in the Bible? Does anybody know? Not just these boys and girls, but anybody out there know what they call that? Something that's on, that the soldier, the troops would wear on their bodies in the Bible in Ephesians is called the armor of God. And he said to take to you the whole armor of God so you can stand and fight and win the battle amen and you know what that armor was there was something that they held in their arm like this in front of what was that called anybody remember it would stop the arrows of the fiery darts and arrows of the enemy and there was something they wore around their waist to to cut their sword on and to to uh, to hold everything together on their armor that was called the belt of truth right amen and there was something they wore on their head. It's a, you know, you have to be careful with your head because your head can get really get a bad headache if it gets hit, huh? You ever had a headache? I've been I've been dealing with a headache this morning, and Miss Duller didn't even hit Pastor Dole didn't even hit me in the head this morning, but I've been dealing with it this morning, standing against it. And so you wear a helmet to keep the protect your head from getting whacked and hit. Amen. Like if you're playing football, you wear a helmet because you can't run into people without, without getting a headache from it, right? So that armor, and they had on something they wore on their chest, the breastplate of righteousness. And, and while I'm telling you all these things, boys and girls, I want you to guess which part of the armor is in here this morning. They wore that, that breastplate of righteousness, and they took the sword of the Spirit. Anybody remember what the sword of the Spirit is? says the sword of the spirit is the word of God. The word of God is the sword. They can whack the enemy with that sword and whack their head off and punch a hole in them, right? And then there was one last thing, the, the shoes of the, the boots of the gospel of peace. So one of those parts of the armor are in the chest this morning. Any boy and girl care to know which it was? Anybody want to guess it? Miss Nezzy, you want to guess it? You want to guess what's in the, in the treasure chest, the armor that we just talked about, huh? How about you, Miss Teresa? Do you want to guess? <laughs> I don't think she quite speaks English yet, right? Okay. Gabe, would you care to guess what's in the treasure chest this morning? The, the what? The belt of truth? No, it's not the belt of truth. It's another one of those parts, though, of the armor that they wore i'll open up and reveal it to everybody what's in here this morning are you ready it's the boots of the gospel of peace would you like to wear these boots this morning gabe hmm? would you like to wear those boots Try, see if you can wear them put your foot in there and see if you can wear them okay they're what too big they're too big They must be for someone bigger than you huh guess whose boots those are huh oh they're mine oh you think i can wear them? okay well they're in, they're very important on the battlefield, and they're called the boots of the gospel of peace because we're sharing peace with God, and that's what the armor is all about, the peace of God. Amen? Are we ready to go to Kids World this morning? Are we ready to go to Kids World, Nezzy and Miss Teresa? Are we ready to go? We're going to go to Kids World and worship the Lord in there this morning. She's memorized. That's. Right. Do I have the mic? Well, I, we don't need the mic, do we? You want the mic, Miss Betty? No. I don't and I really don't need to be the mic right there. Come on, give the girls and boys a pink hand with you this
0: morning. Can you turn it off? It's gotta be off. off. Okay, great, great, great. Well (laughs) I I said to Gary when he told me he's taking his boots, I said, Will they fit in there? (laughs) You should try mine, they're a little smaller, but yeah. Thirteens and fourteens, (laughs) kind of hard to find sometimes. However, I have a nephew that wears a size 18, so (laughs) he looks small compared to him. Anybody remember what we talked on last Sunday? What did we talk on last Sunday? That's right. You weren't here, Duane. You can't have anything to say about it. Well, this is part B, so what I'm going to do, since nobody's remembering, I'm going <laughs> to brief over part A. We've been talking about how to grow a church, and so last Sunday I talked about how to have a great church, and we've been in the books, book of Acts 4, because Acts 4, 23 and 33, I, I'm not up there yet, Lee, I'm just reviewing. Uh, <laughs> I got to thank Lee today, because when Cecil left last night, I wasn't sure how things were going to work. And, and Lee and Dwayne were at the concert last night where Gary performed. And Lee says, "Mom, well, I probably could do all that stuff. I'm like, oh, thank you, God. God, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because I'm like, okay, well, we're going to be unplugged again this morning, I guess. But no. So thank you, Lee. And thank God for giving you the talents and bringing you here with that. Yeah. So, um. And thank you guys for coming to the concert last night. I just want to say, I'll get off track here before I get started. Anybody ever know that movie? What was that movie? Two Funerals and a Wedding, or Two Weddings and a Funeral. You ever heard of that? That was my life yesterday. Start out 8.30 in the morning, leaving the house to go to Dixon for a funeral. Getting the funeral done, coming back to the house, changing clothes, I had to go officiate a wedding in McChesney Park. When officiated Uh, wedding of about 400 people came back changed clothes got to the concert last night where Gary was performing (laughs) I thought this could have been a movie today and Joanne came in from Rochelle and she was hanging with me halfway through (laughs) so it it was a busy day but um, Gary did make the concert last night and yeah I wasn't As many people as last year, last year was packed out, but this year was a little different, but it was good that he had the stamina and the voice to a God it accomplished through the Lord. So we're talking about having a great church and having a healthy church. Okay, so what we did last week, we talked about God seeking and looking for a great church. You know, we think we want to be a great church and a healthy church, but you know God's looking for them too. And he's not finding all those many. So many of them are social are anymore. They're not a true worship kind. And this church was founded on being a true worship. Did you know, I, I go back and I look at Pastor Judy and Pastor Al's notes from when they started this church 46 years ago. And I seen that they had said the, the reason is because they were all Lutherans, and they got filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. The church they were going to, along with quite a few other people, did not receive that and asked them to leave. So they decided there was at least 30 people that came with them. And then it went down to 25, then it went down to 20. But by the time they opened the church, they started having other people finding out that, oh, They're filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues and they're no longer Lutherans. They're something else. They weren't sure. And so they started coming to General Shepherd. And then General Shepherd grew and grew and grew because the Holy Spirit was definitely allowed here. And that was the writing that, that Pastor Judy had wrote out, that this church should always be a church that allows the Holy Spirit to be free in it and that tongues can flow freely. And so... That's what I'm trying to do today is to regenerate the fact that that's who we are. That's what we are. That hasn't left. Things have changed their past, but the Holy Spirit's still here. And it it has to be ushered in through our spirit. You understand that? We have to welcome them. We have to bring it in. Evil will go everywhere and anywhere, but the Lord is a gentleman, and he'll come in through us. So God is looking for a great church. So we talked about speaking in tongues and the Holy Spirit last week. And the foundation and strength of a great church, and it says it in Acts 4:31, is prayer. Prayer is what grows a church. Prayer is what binds a church together. So Last week, we talked about verse 24 of Acts 4. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God in one accord. They came together, and they prayed, and they praised God. And the early church was developed because of prayer. And that's why the Lord had really dealt with me as I was going through all of this that we don't have a prayer time specifically here. I mean, we pray before the musicians come up. We pray to open the church. We pray for needs. We have Bible study. We open up prayer. But we need an intercessory prayer time, a prayer time that is basically to the Lord for our needs. And our needs is for this church to be where God wants it to be. So we're going to come together in unity starting October 5th for that. So that comes directly out of out of um, Acts 4, and then it goes on to talk, I went on to talk about how the upper room was shaken with the power of the Holy Spirit, and they went out. They prayed together, and they went out, okay? So for a healthy church, that's to make a great church, for a healthy church, and that's our next slide is a healthy church, We are going to read Jeremiah 1, 17 through 19. If you have your Bibles, turn there. If you have a Bible app, turn there. Jeremiah 1, 17 through 19. Get yourself ready. Stand up and say to them, whatever I command you, do not be terrified by them, or I, will ter- or I will terrify you before them. Today I have made you a fortified city and an iron pillar and a bronze wall to stand against the whole land, against the kings of Judea, the officials, as priests, and the people of the land. They will fight against you, but you will not be overcome. You and I am with you and I will rescue you, the Lord speaking. The Lord declares. So, again, he says, I am with you, and I will rescue you. What we're dealing with here is the Lord was giving them bonus. Now, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. They've prayed. They came unified together, but they needed that godly bonus. They needed to gird that belt up around their waist, and go out and proclaim. Now, it was different back then. They were being killed. (laughs) We just might get a dirty look, but they were proclaiming Jesus Christ, and they're being murdered for it. You know, they needed the boldness from the Lord to be able to go out there and talk about Jesus. That is a great church when they came together. That's a healthy church when they walk together. Ephesians 4, three. make every effort to keep your unity of spirit through the bond of peace. Every effort. There is no church and no family that sometimes might not have a split here and there, but to do what God's called us to do, we have got to come together, stop listening to negative stuff, stop listening to gossip, stop listening to what everybody's opinion is. We have to come together. As the Lord says here, and make every effort to keep a unity of the spirit, and that's through the bond of peace. Okay? So the last couple of weeks I sent out this piece of paper, and the paper on there had asked what our motto is and what our purpose is. You all got it all right. You're all on the same track. We're all in one accord and unity. This is our motto. What's it say? That's right, and there's aspects of loving Jesus we will be talking about, but loving Jesus together, and if anybody didn't notice it, it's on the sign out front, loving Jesus together, and the purpose, and you all had it going on, but I'll I'll break it down, and the purpose is, yes, to reach, teach, and preach, and if you have to, use words. That's our purpose, to reach the lost, to reach the lost, to teach them how to live a Christian life and to be able to preach it from the hilltops. That's our purpose here. And it continues on with how this church is open. So, yes, you all had a different way of saying it, but you were all on the same track, and that did my heart good because we were all in unity on all of it. So the Holy Spirit is present with grace and power, and the unity comes with that. You know, where it says in Acts about the multitude, that meant all the believers were one heart and one soul, where we come together one accord. That's what happens when we walk in church. We come together as one accord. They lived the walk, and they left the church living the walk with boldness to go out and proclaim. They were not divided. They had one faith, one love, and one purpose, and they were directed by God to grow his kingdom. And that's exactly what happened. And they kept understanding the scripture that said, what is impossible with man is possible with God. What is impossible with man is possible with God. We got to remember that. We get out there in the world and we all have a bad day. We, Everybody, I do, Gary does, everybody has a bad day. But we have to realize we Our Christians, what comes out of our words, out of our mouth, our actions are being looked at all the time. And people will watch you that you never knew was watching you before. And that's what they will say is a Christian look like. So when you say, oh, Christianity isn't about image. Well, let me explain something here. Christianity is about a walk, and a walk is what people's looking at. A walk is what they look at to see who comes here, who leaves here. A walk is what they say, oh, you're one of those from uh, that church, okay? So at this funeral yesterday, the gentleman that passed away was a dear friend, and his son had been in ministry for a couple years, and he talked about the fact that so many Christians hurt so many Christians, and so many Christians think there's something else, and and they're not when they're in a church. And he kind of went on a little bit, and then he stopped because the pastor was standing in the background giving him a look, and he needed to stop. And then he said, but my dad walked and talked it. And everybody was there, was people, young and old, bikers, business people, Ministers, a variety of everything because this gentleman, Orly McCallahay, walked and talked God. And if anybody heard, it must have been a few months ago, where a house caught on fire over um, there's a town not far from here and and three children died and the other one was burnt severely. It, It was all over the news. That was his grandchildren and that was his son who was standing up there talking about his dad because he just lost three of his kids and one burned badly and the one that was burnt badly just got out out of icu and he was there yesterday at his grandpa's funeral and the thing that happened that was so wonderful is those children was with their mom on the fire took place She was in intensive care, got out, and her husband, and they were there. And they asked forgiveness for people, to people because of what they had done before. But now, now they're walking with the Lord. And now they're wanting forgiveness. And because Orly had always told them, you will be forgiven, you just have to look to the Lord. And after this horrible incident happened with losing the kids and everything, they did turn to the Lord. And it was, yeah, it was. Praise God. It was so good to see them there. But it really came out of this gentleman. Did we ever find out how old Orly is? Was he in the 70s? I think he's in the middle 70s. This gentleman walked and talked it forever and ever and ever. He wasn't a licensed minister, he was a great piano player and singer. But he walked and talked salvation to the point that at his death, people were giving their hearts to the Lord and asking forgiveness. Is that not what we all try to strive for? You know? So, John 13, 35. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Love, not backbiting, not talking. Love, love for one another. They would know that that love comes to the Lord because it's not easy to love. It's one of the hardest things there is to forgive and love. But God says for us to do it, so it's that important that we must do it. We must walk in it, you know. John seventeen twenty one says that they may all be one as you father are in me and i in you that they may also be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me i don't know about you but if you've looked around this world is going to you know what in a handbag (laughs) it's horrible it's like yeah it's horrible and if we don't understand that Lord Jesus, coming back soon, we must be blind, and it will be soon. I mean, I might, I've heard it all my life. My grandfather used to say, oh, yeah, that, they said that back when I was a kid. But nothing has been so horrible as it's getting now. And it's not looking much better. So if you think it's going to reverse to being good, it's not. I'll let you know right now. It will continue. And we need to make sure our loved ones won't be left behind it is so important it is so important to make sure our loved ones are not left behind it's so important to, to everybody we see and meet to let them know there's a savior that loves them and wants them to be going to heaven see we have celebration of life because we know people are saved but there's many out there that we're not and there's no celebration there it's horrible You know, I, I hear young people talk about <clears throat> they like scary movies or even some adults. They like scary mov- movies. They like that scary stuff. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. If that isn't scary enough, look at Revelation. I don't know what is. These people, movie people get it from the Bible. <laughs> they really do. They take these stories because it's a scary ordeal. And I don't like scary movies. I don't like to be... Terrified, I don't like torture. <laughs> I mean, give me a good laugh any day. But all that's in the Bible, it tells us to be aware. So, again, when we go to Acts one eighteen, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That's why I was praying for people last week who never had the Holy Spirit in them, that they do receive it. And I do encourage anybody that can speak in tongues, do it. My word, that gives you power. That gives you bonus. That gives you, because the devil can't hear those words. You have to understand that. You don't know the devil hears everything you say because he's he's in the airwaves. Understand that every negative word you say to your child, every negative word you say to your parents, every negative word you say to your friends, The devil hears it and will sweep up and grab it, and turmoil will be everywhere. But if you get the heavenly language, the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues, that's between you and God. That is your language between him. There might be another one out of a million have it, but it's between you and him. And he knows that Satan can't take those words. Satan can never, ever deal with those words. That's why it's so powerful to have it. It's a gift. Who don't want a gift that's going to give you boldness and one-on-one with the Lord? And that's what makes a great church. A great church is a church that can bring the Holy Spirit and let it flow throughout. So the church back in Acts, they grew. Why did they grow? They grew because they were in one accord speaking in tongues and they received the boldness to go out and preach the gospel and the Lord sent unto them thousands. It is an earnest prayer and cry this morning. We need this. We need this for our church. You know, people might get up and walk out because we're one of those churches. God help them. We need to be one of those churches that believes the fullness. We don't want to put God in a corner and say we only want certain things from you, Lord. We want the fullness, the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And he has to manifest, and that's how we grow. That's how we become a great church. There's some points here I wanted to share with you it says I believe every church should be a growing church not because of the building or the programs or even worship or preaching style no every church should be a growing church because they possess what we need in life I think programs are great but they'll fall by the wayside But if you allow people to understand that what they need in their life will be taught here, that will be with them forever. And that's how a church grows. There's opportunities everywhere. John 435 talks about the fields are white until harvest. It is everywhere. So we just have to show our fruit and let the field come in. Our message is a good message. It's a true message. It isn't all messed up with things that is not in the Bible. Some people come up with all kinds of things that's not in the Bible. Sounds good, but it's not biblical. We're a biblical church. That's what makes us a great church. We're biblically sound. And our message is good news. Romans 1.16 says that it isn't that we need a better message. It is that we need to share the message and possess the message. The gospel, you know what the gospel means? Good news. It's good news. And it is for everyone, no matter who they are. Jesus turns lives around. 2 Corinthians five seventeen, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. How many of us are sitting here today and can say, Jesus Christ turned our lives around. Is that not, it's called a testimony, but is that not something you want to share with your friends and people? I love what Paul told me the other day. He went to, may I share this, Paul? That he went to a family reunion, and they seen he was different. He's changed. They seen it. They knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God and he's been coming here <laughs> praise god another thing for a great church to remember is a church cannot be defeated do you know we can't be defeated when we go into the lord we cannot be defeated we're not losers <laughs> we're winners we have to understand we're on the winning side here Matthew 16, 18 says, I will build my church. And I preached on this a couple of weeks ago. I will build my church and, church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. We are on the winning team. The gates of hell has nothing to do with it. For God is building this church. And we will continue to go forth and grow in him because of God's goodness. The next is the world is temporary. This Oh, this world is temporary. Whether we die on earth or whether the Lord comes back, it's still going to be temporary. And we need to share it. So no one, no one will perish. Number six is Jesus values people over everything else. Now, He 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 loves the creation He created. He he loves the animals. But you know, we're more valuable to Him than that. When my precious maggie my labrador retriever passed away was a year ago may she was almost she was 15 even the vets couldn't believe she was that old and i received sympathy cards i received cards of we love maggie because she went to work with me for 15 years everybody knew her you know and we're so sorry and I thought, well, that's nice, <laughs> but God loves us more than he loves our dogs. Do I believe my Maggie's going to be in heaven? Oh, yeah, I believe it. I have no doubt about that. It, she made me happy, and what makes you happy is going to be, so I believe she will. Did she have a soul that would go to heaven and hell? No, but because she was mine, <laughs> And she lived a Christian life as you can for a dog. She was in every prayer circle there was. She traveled with me to churches, you know. And, um, but I just realized how many people put value on animals. And I love animals. I am definitely a dog lover. But understand, God values us above that. You know, we love cats. We love dogs. We love horses. Will they be in heaven? I believe so. But God values us more, more than that. And and I even said to Gary, I mean, I wasn't really sure. All these cards said something about a rainbow bridge. Honestly, if anybody knows what a rainbow bridge is, tell me, because I had no clue what they're talking about. What is it? Is that what that is? I have a dozen cars that said something about a rainbow bridge, and I'm thinking, I didn't know what it was. So it's about your pet then going before you. Okay. Where did it come from? Huh. I'm learning something. That's right, but yet I never had it put with a dog dying that there's a bridge and a rainbow. Never had that in my head. <laughs> That's right, it is God's covenant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I got off on that, but... but. <laughs> But all I could think of is, oh, my word, these many people love my dog, but God loves me more. God loved the dog, too. Like I said, she was in every prayer circle there was. You know? But it just dawned on me how many people perish every day, and there's nothing even done. Maybe nobody even gave them a card or even thought about them. And that's what, I mean, I even, people even gave me these little statues of her, and pictures they took of her. It, it touched my heart. It touched my heart. But all I could think of is there is people lost out there and dying. And we're not doing anything? Oh, my goodness. Something's wrong with this picture. I <laughs> oh, That was my thought. I'm just sharing it. <laughs> so number seven says, true riches and rewards. Matthew 6, 19, 21. The last reason the church should grow is because we have the investment plan. We have the best investment plan there is, our Heavenly Father. So you put all these things together, and we should be a healthy and a growing church. And I believe God has that for us. If we continue to come together in one accord, let his Holy Spirit flow, that's what it's based off of. This had a good foundation, had an excellent foundation. A lot of things went wrong in between a lot of years, (laughs) but that is in the past, and that foundation is strong, and we're healthy, and we're going to go forward more healthier and believing that God has many more days for this church to continue to grow until he comes back again. So we need these things for a great church we need these things for a healthy church and healthiness is people watching you remember they understand that you grow warmer toward everybody in fellowship and you grow deeper through discipleship and you grow stronger through worship and you grow broader through ministries so that's why we try to get all that in here and evangelism is a huge part of it. But in all these things, as long as we look to the Lord, our numbers will be added daily, just like in the book of Acts, as long as we give it to the Lord. So let's stand this morning. I want to pray as a corporate group. And I'm going to say to you, Those of you who can, get together with somebody who can't and hold their hand so we can be united all together. So if there's some people that's not able to get up and move, go grab their hand. No one should be left alone. and Jeff come down for a minute okay okay you got somebody over there okay Jeff okay yes Father God Father God look at your people look at your church they're united by holding each other's hands And, Lord, we pray right now this morning that they won't just hold that person's hands, but they will pray for that person this week. That they will pray for that person, that they will lift that person up to you, Lord, for strength and for peace, Lord Jesus. And as we are here together, united as one, Lord, in you, Father God, we ask that you grow this church grow this church with people who need this church those that need salvation those that need the family place together father god i ask you to bring us in one accord for your will to be done your way to be done and we thank you lord to be able to stand here today and give you all the praise and all the glory In your precious heavenly name, amen. Amen.